Before we start, let's, uh, let's bow forward of prayer. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for this week of camp. We are grateful for the lessons we've learned, for the fellowship we've had. We're grateful for your presence among us, Lord, that you have led and directed this camp, Lord. We pray for a blessing on this forum and everything else that is remaining this week for the choirs and the sermons that have yet to be spoken, Lord. We, we know that you are in this place and we know that you are blessing us. And we pray that we would continue to be touched and moved by you. We pray all this and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Bullying is a big issue nowadays. Uh, who has had, raise your hands, I can't see good with the dopey lights. Who has had bullying, now I'm not asking if you've been bullied, who has had bullying um, campaigns at school or they've addressed the issue and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, that's what I thought. Almost everyone. So basically this forum is a waste of time. No. Um, so I'm going to try and rush through the, the uh, basics of it because that's what I did with the adults who probably don't know as much. Um, but uh, not that you guys know a whole lot more, but go ahead. While you're doing that, watch this little video. guys are a bunch of bullies. What the buns, man? Have you no compassion on that poor little animal? This is the vision we're going to look at before we eat lunch to prepare ourselves. Um, what did the cheetah do? Not what is he doing now. What did he do? Chased after which one? The smallest one. The little one, the slowest one. The weakest one. He was passing by the ones with the big antlers that were going fast. He was leaving them alone, even though that'd be more food there. Someone eating a banana? No, I'm kidding. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I'm hungry, that's why I'm asking. Um, so he passed by the big ones and went to the little one. How do you think that little one felt prior to this point? Obviously, he's not feeling much at this point anymore. What, what's the little thing thinking as it's, if, if it were thinking, I don't know what they think, but it's, it's very scared, helpless. helpless, it's just running for its life, it's, it's just trying to survive, trying to survive. Bullying is kind of like that. Uh, so like I said, we're going to try and quickly go through uh, bullying. Bullying defined. Bullying is unwanted aggressive behavior among school-aged children that involves a real or perceived power imbalance. 
the behavior is repeated or has the potential to be repeated over time. Both kids who are bullied and who bully others may have serious lasting problems. Bullying deploys aggressive behavior with negative intent from a more powerful child to a lesser. This is why in many ways bullies are cowards. They launch their attacks of humiliation from a superior position with assurance of victory. There, there's no real opposition. It's just a one-sided, I know I'm going to win, and abuse. The uneven playing field tipped in their favor emboldens them. Bullies rarely go after someone in, of their own size, physical stature, verbal acumen, or social status. This is why adults must step in and level the field. Fear and humiliation are as substantial obstacles to learning as poor nutrition, bad studying habits, and lack of sleep. Bullying often does not sort itself out naturally. We'll watch a little, another little video clip here. Not this one. That's a good one, though. future. Why is that movie so good? Because there's a DeLorean in it, a stainless steel car. No, that, that's the one reason. Um, it's good because the bullies, the tides turn in the end. That's one of the reasons why it's a cool movie, but the tides turn in the end. We like movies. We like seeing the underdogs, especially if they've been victims, come out ahead. So there's different types of bullying. Direct bullying, Physical, verbal, nonverbal. Physical is hitting, kicking, shoving, spitting. Verbal, taunting, teasing, racial slurs, verbal, sexual harassment. Threatening, obscene gestures is nonverbal. And then there's indirect bullying. Physical, verbal, nonverbal again. Physical, getting another person to assault someone. Verbal, spreading rumors. Nonverbal, deliberate exclusion from a group or activity. Cyberbullying. Cyberbullying is a big issue nowadays. In fact, probably what you guys deal with probably, if you see it, you probably see it more in the cyberbullying. Though I'm sure you've seen um, other kind of bullying too. And I hope to quickly go through this so at the end, I want you to start thinking now. I'd like you to share some experiences of when either you've seen bullying, you've experienced bullying, uh, and what that was like, if you would. Why do we even care about bullying? After all, it happens all the time. 
It's a rite of passage. Everybody has to deal with it. There's nothing we can do about it. Kids will be kids. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words can never hurt you. In the uh, adult community, these are some of the things we say when we don't want to deal with bullying. We don't want to deal with things that are happening in the schools. We don't want to deal with things that are happening with you guys, with you guys are dealing with. And really, um, and probably if it happened, it probably happened when you're younger, though it can happen to us as adults. I had many people after the adult forum saying it still goes on. It goes on in workplaces. It goes on in churches. It goes on in different parts of life where you can have power imbalance and you can be, uh, people can abuse their power um, that they have. But it, it's not something that should be taken lightly. Um, it's very serious. The, the horror is what I call this page. 25 to 30 percent of youth in the U.S. or over 5.7 million have personally dealt with bullying. 160,000 children stay home from school daily due to fears of bullying. 12 of 15 school shootings, shooting cases in the 1990s, in 12 of 15 of those, the shooters had a history of being bullied. There are many instances where people feel oppressed by having been a victim of bullying and have no way to retaliate because they are not strength in and of themselves. They have no way. And so when it comes to the end of it, they retaliate with weapons. And they come back to school and deal with those who bullied them, hurt them, or didn't help them in, as a way of teachers and, and such. And then the most tragic, nah, I wouldn't say it's most, the previous one is just as tragic. Over 4,000 teens commit suicide each year, and it's believed over half of those are related to bullying. What time is it? I have another video to go with this, but we're going to skip that, and maybe we'll look at it later. All right, I want everyone to close your eyes. I didn't ask you earlier about your personal uh, bullying. Everyone's eyes closed, please. Please raise your hand if you have been bullied in the past. Okay. Keep your eyes closed. Those who uh, had their hands raised, keep them raised. Uh, if you still have memories of that, if it still haunts you, if you still think about it once in a while and, and you still feel pain from that, keep your hand raised. If you don't, Put them down. Okay. You can put your hands down and open your eyes. Don't do that. Um, that's a bully. Now, um, about half, or, or probably more than half of you had your hands raised, just to let you know. Um, and then when I asked if it still hurts, if it still feel that, very few hands went down. In a recent survey of 455 adults, over 60% said they still think about being bullied as a child. The scars, the feelings that we feel when we are being victimized don't go away easily. Um, healing can come and, and Jesus provides healing, but the memory still exists and, and sometimes we can still feel that pain. It's not uncommon. Um, I have a number of quotes through this presentation. I like this one. 
Bullying builds character like nuclear waste creates superheroes. It's a rare occurrence and often does much more damage than endowment. We'll leave that as it is. I just want the bullying to stop. That is all I ever wanted. I used to love going to school. Now I hate it. So there's three people in a bullying uh, thing. There's the bully himself, there's the victim, and then there's bystanders. And I think a few of us are bullies here. By the hands I saw, there's significantly more um, victims, but I think above all else, mostly we've all been or have uh, seen bullying and are, are in the category of bystanders. Wrong way. Bully characteristics. Enjoy causing pain. Excited by their bullying behavior. Enjoy feelings of power and control. Can be a below average above average or average student, it doesn't really matter. Lack compassion and empathy for their targets. Can be all shapes and sizes. Risk factors for bullies. Lack of parental warmth and involvement. Lack of parental supervision. Minimal or no limits regarding aggressive behavior. Harsh discipline, physical punishment. If you've experienced uh, perhaps harsh discipline, and you see that the power that comes with uh, the pain that you may receive, or even if it's not physical pain, emotional pain, you can inflict that on others. And typically, they've been bullied themselves. You know, in society today, there's such an anti-bully campaign, rightfully so. Really. If the things would happen that happen to victims of abuse in adult world, people would be going to jail. The abuse, if you are thrown down on the floor or thrown against the locker, that is physical abuse and uh, police could come and arrest someone for doing that. For some reason when school kids uh, are involved like that, it, it, it just seems to get ignored and like we read. The excuse is what we say, oh, it's just kids being kids. It's, it's not the case. It's not acceptable. Um, so society has built uh, these campaigns, and there's so many websites and such information out there about bullying. You could search and, and study forever. Um, but what I found is that there's a mixed message going on. Uh, there's so much anti-bullying uh, information and anti-bullying campaigns and everything, but Society is teaching us something that really is supporting bullying. When we go to school and learn about evolution, we're learning about natural selection, survival of the fittest. The strong will survive. Isn't that what a bully is? He's stronger, he's bigger, he will put down the weaker. The weaker will be eliminated and the race will continue with stronger people. I mean, it, it seems to fit with the way of evolution. And with that teaching of evolution, we understand, well, what, what worth do we have? We are uh, created not in God's image, we are created from amoeba, from mud, from whatever, and we're just basically descendants of monkeys. What's so special about us that we should be uh, treated special? It makes sense. 
that we would be uh, dealing with bullying because that's the way of the world. That's the way of our past history for millions of years. So they kind of uh, don't agree the two concepts that they're teaching us. And bullying tactics are commonplace in our public that we see. Um, the IRS has targeted in our in the U.S., in our democratic-run uh, government right now, is picking on conservative groups and targeting them. That's a form of bullying. In New Jersey, we have a governor who, um, well, his people under him, uh, took the George Washington Bridge is close by us, and they closed a bunch of lanes and caused a huge amount of traffic. And there's this huge scandal in the way because the, the town that... that goes into New York there by the George Washington Bridge. That mayor of that town didn't support the governor. So the thought is that these people closed those lanes in order to punish that mayor of that town and, and cause all kinds of problems. And there's a huge scandal going on. It happens in workplaces. It happens in everywhere. So they can teach us and, and try to show us that bullying is bad, but really it's the way of the world. It's not something when you grow up, oh, I'm going to be free of that, it, it can continue, and often does. I made a little tongue twister. It's not why I did it. Biases build baby bullies. You can try and say it ten times fast later, but not right now. We as Christians and Christians-to-be need to be alert to our own thinking and prejudices. Too often we look at differences and judge others. Like the Pharisees, we can focus on the sin and lose sight of the sinner. In our groups, and we heard, uh, did you guys have the uh, gay, lesbian, transgender thing? We can talk negatively about different people, about different types of people. And we can become bullies ourselves in treating them poorly because they are different. Um, lifestyle, gay, lesbian, punk, goth race, Muslim, African-American, Hispanic, looks, heavily pierced, dirty. If we find ourselves having any different thought patterns towards someone because they appear or do something differently, we are on the road to being bullies ourselves. Be cautious how you feel toward others. And, and then it's not, some, not that those are bad, those things, but um, some things we just don't like. There's personality differences. There's people that are just awkward. There's people that are nerdy. There's people that are boring. There's people that are needy. And that's just a short list. There's all different kind of people. We have to be careful that we don't not only bully, but completely disassociate with others because of their differences. Uh, abilities, non-athletic, not gifted, overly gifted prodigy. Let's move on to victims. Some of the, the saddest thing that I read about when I was doing this is a, a victim who, and this was, happened more than once, who had no friends and no positive communication, no positive uh, relationships, that they went back to the bully because that's a relationship that they understood. They were abused, they were beaten, they were mistreated by someone, but rather than avoid that person and be completely alone, 
They knew where they stood with that person, even though it was in a horrible situation, and they kept going back. I mean, how sad is that? That someone would rather be mistreated than be isolated and left alone. And we're going to talk about this later, but really, as those of us who want to be Christians, who are Christians, who want to do the right thing, those are the people we should be looking out for. We're going to address it later. We see the target there. Um, a bully will pick on someone the first time to see the response they get. And if they get the response that they're looking for, which is basically no resistance, and uh, the person is put down and, and easily uh, controlled and, and dealt with, that will continue. They've then put a target on themselves for, yep, I'm a good victim, keep it coming. Victims tend to be shy, quiet, tend to be passive, lack strength, lacks confidence in physical abilities and strength, poor or unusual social skills, a subgroup who are provocative, they can be both bully and victim, Difference in appearance or ability. So bully victims typically have lower self-esteem, higher rates of depression, higher illness and absenteeism rates, suicide or destructive thoughts and behavior. You've seen videos or you've heard of people cutting themselves. I, I can't even begin to understand that mindset of why they would want to harm themselves, but I guess from having been felt victimized so much, they're making themselves a victim as well. Few or no real friends. Bullying victims experience physical symptoms. It's not just emotional, it's not just uh, physical symptoms from having been bruised or hurt by someone, these are physical symptoms that within their own body. Those that are bullied, much greater percentage of these physical symptoms, headaches and sleep problems, and, and sadly, the depression scale, how, how much greater those that are bullied, almost 50% reach that level of depression when everyone else is only 16% of them feel depressed. Cyberbullying. And this is where I might ask you guys for help because I don't really understand this so much. Nearly 43% of kids have been bullied online. 70% of students report seeing frequent bullying online. Over 80% of teens use a cell phone regularly, making it the most common medium for cyberbullying. Girls are about twice as likely as boys to be victims and perpetrators of cyberbullying. Only one in 10 victims will inform a parent or trusted adult of their abuse, and those numbers, that, that's related to cyberbullying, but that number is similar to regular bullying. It, it's not something that a victim is willing to share. About 75% of students admit they have visited a website bashing another student. I went too far. Anyway, let's go back. So, as I'm looking at this cyberbullying stuff, I don't understand when you get a message, when someone gets a message that is abusive, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on your phone, 
It's an unkind thing. Why don't you just block that number? Why don't you just ignore that person? All these sites have ability to do that, uh, to block and, and uh, not receive those messages. And that's the one form of bullying. Perhaps I would hope that you guys are wise enough to do that. If you see something that is negative directed toward you, ignore it, block it, discontinue, whatever. If you thought it was a friend of yours, well, <laughs> I don't think they're a friend really to say things like that. Um, maybe it was a slip of the tongue, give them another chance. If that kind of abuse continues, shut it down. There's no need. That's not a friend. That's not anything that's beneficial to you. The, the type of cyberbullying that you can't really deal with is when people are talking uh, to each other about you and you find out about it or sharing a picture, uh, a not nice picture of you with others, um, complaining and saying things about you behind your back. That's stuff that you can't control, but that's still extremely, extremely hurtful. The things you can do about that, there are legal things you can see. Uh, uh, there is slander nowadays, and, and uh, the bullying craze has gotten so much that people sue on stuff like that. You can tell people to stop, and then you can tell teachers and parents, and parents can talk to parents. Sometimes other parents don't care and don't listen. Um, the school can get involved. Uh, sometimes you just got to stick it out, and that's, that's the wrong answer. That's the bad answer, because... We shouldn't have to stick it out, we shouldn't have to deal with it, but sometimes you do. And that's where you need grace and strength and support. Never go it alone. Don't ever think that what I'm hearing about myself from other people is accurate. Don't ever think that what people are saying to me in this chat room or, or on Facebook is, is accurate. Maybe you, you start to think, well, maybe I am not that smart. Maybe I am ugly. Well, no. That, that is completely false and completely not untrue. Uh, and don't start believing the lies. We're going to address that later. The largest group of us are bullying bystanders. Types of bystanders. There's the bully supporter. A little kid in blue watching out. I like that. Nice stance there. Victim defenders. Those that would defend the victim or would want to defend the victim. And then there's onlookers, people that just watch and observe. And really, the bully, this emboldens the bully. This is kind of why the bully does it too. They want to feel that they are getting an attention, uh, even though that's negative attention, they still are getting attention. Uh, what they're doing is hurting someone, but so many people are watching. It's like they're putting on a show. Bystander excuses, none of my business. I don't want the bully to pick on me. I don't want to be a tattletale. What can I do? Uh, there's nothing I can do about it. Effects on bystanders. Feel afraid. Feel powerless to change things. Feel guilty. Feel diminished empathy for victims. After seeing it over and over, you, you think, eh. Maybe, maybe he deserved it. Maybe he was a, a dumb, nerdy kid and this is what he gets for being dumb and nerdy. That's not empathy. That's not compassion. That's not what we should be feeling. Um, and really what I read is that in a classroom, the most hated person, even though they don't perceive it, is the bully. 
no one likes the bully. The next person in the classroom that people like less, or not less, that people like not as bad as a bully, is the victim, the person that accepts the abuse. Uh, everyone looks at them and say, well, why don't you stand up for yourself? Why don't, why don't you change? Why don't you improve yourself? Why don't you not be a victim? Um, it's not that easy always. If you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. If an elephant has its foot on the tail of a mouse and you say that you are neutral, the mouse will not appreciate your neutrality. We need to not be neutral in situations of injustice. Bullying advice. This slide makes me think that you are, I'm going to teach you how to be bullies. That is not the case. I'm not teaching you how to be bullies. Um, often, we've been raised in such a way that fosters us to be victims, especially in church um, atmospheres. We've often been, especially by our mothers, perhaps overprotected. Um, they want to keep us safe. They want to keep us close. But really, that overprotection uh, limits our growth and who we are. We need to learn how to be independent. It's not like the fences should be closing in on us. The fences need to be opening and we need to become who we are going to be. We are learning to be independent, not to be more dependent. We are learning to be out on our own and not be in this uh, uh, cell of protection and love of our parents. That's always going to continue, but it shouldn't be considered a cell. We need to be taught to live our lives outward and live our lives for others. That overprotection can become in us, make us fearful. If, if you watch the news, you think there's murders, and you know, uh, the sermon last night about the disasters and stuff. The news make it seem like this is happening all the time. The, it's not happening all the time. And, and did you guys have the, um, what's the other form, the sex trafficking, or only the girls did? It, it's in a contrast. What I'm saying now is kind of in contrast to that. It doesn't happen all the time. Typically, you're very safe. I'm not saying don't be cautious when you're, when you're out and about, but uh, this world is safer than a lot of our parents make us think. Um, don't become fearful and cowardly and walk with your head down, uh, afraid to face the world. We are created in God's image and we have great worth. Um, let's live courageously Let's be able to walk out with our chest out and be able to look people in the eye. We're taught to be nice. And that is interesting because being nice is being nice. The, the more important way is to be good. Being good, good is comes from the inside. It comes from uh, what we are on the inside. Be nice is, a, is an action. Being good is who we are. That's way more important. Um, we're taught to avoid conflict, be peacemakers. The Bible teaches us that. But Jesus wasn't always a peacemaker. Jesus dealt with the Pharisees who had their minds wrapped around the wrong way. He didn't avoid conflict. In fact, anyone who is murdered and killed for what they believe in is really in the heat of conflict. The disciples as well were killed for their beliefs. That is conflict. 
instead of avoiding conflict, let's stand up for the truth. Let's not be afraid to say, that bullying is wrong. That treatment of that person is wrong. Are there, are there, might there be consequences that we deal with? Yes, there might be. But that is what God wants us to do, stand up for the truth. We often hear, and Jesus preaches, Jesus taught, turn the other cheek. I'm going to have another slide about that. Jesus is saying, do not retaliate. If you are abused, do not retaliate and have payback. And in our hearts, often we do. If we are treated poorly, we want to get back. Jesus does not want us to retaliate. But if you see mistreatment like that, you should defend. We'll talk about that in a minute. Anger is bad. Anger is you know, we tell, I tell my kids too often, don't be angry, don't be angry. Anger is not always bad. Anger can be good if there's good results. We watched uh, a bullying videos, and my daughter, who I, don't, I think I did apologize for this, gets angry. Well, first of all, she speaks during movies, which is really annoying to me. I find that so annoying. Um, so she's angry about what she's seeing, about the mistreatment on the video, and she's expressing it. I'm like, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. I'm getting angry at her. She's getting angry. One of us is wrong. And I'll tell you who's wrong. I was wrong. I was angry at her because she was disturbing my watching the video. She was angry because righteous anger about what was happening on the video. She should still be quiet about it. She can have that anger. Just be quiet about what we're watching the video. Anyway, so I sent her to her room and she didn't watch the video with us. Um, righteous anger with action is what we need. We need to be angry for the right reasons and then respond appropriately. We're taught not to sin. We have these boundaries of what we can and can't do. Uh, don't curse. Uh, don't uh, watch this on TV. Don't uh, speak to those people. What, whatever. Don't sin. Don't drink. Don't smoke. All these don'ts. We have our nice limits. I know I can't step over them. Um, that's the easy way of teaching. To do good is the real thing. And it's hard to teach someone to do good. It's easy to say, these are your limits. It's hard to say, this is what you need to do and, and find what you need to do. Um, if we don't do good, if we don't love, it is sin. We're going to have another thing like that. Uh, we're taught that we are wretched and sinful people. And don't get me wrong. We are. This is part of Scripture. All these things on the left are true. Um, oh, wretched man that I am. Apart from Jesus in my heart, I am wretched. But the balancing truth of that is, Jesus died for me. I have great worth. I have so much worth that He sent His only Son to not only come to this earth, but to die for me. So, when you start thinking bad about yourself, balance it out with Jesus loves me and have that affect you so that you can be changed. And really, what, we're, what I'm talking about here in bullying is uh, really important and really um, something that you should understand. But the greater understanding is having Jesus in your heart so that you can be effective in loving others, in standing up for victims, in being strong if you are victimized and not letting uh, retaliation and anger build up 
uh, I, you know, that shouldn't. Um, turn the other cheek. Jesus said, but I say unto you that, it, that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn them on thy left also. And when he was actually on trial in uh, Caiaphas's court, and the high priest asked him a question, and Jesus responded, this is what happened. And when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Answerest thou the high priest so? What did Jesus do? Did he turn his other cheek and wait for the slap on the other side? Jesus himself, who had taught us to turn the other cheek, said, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why smitest thou me? Jesus didn't defend himself in a way that he was retaliation. He didn't uh, say um, that was sinful what he did. Kind of he did. He said, I don't deserve being hit like that. He didn't deserve anything that he got. But specifically, I think he spoke up here because to balance out his, his um, teaching of turn the other cheek. When he said turn the other cheek, he meant don't retaliate. Don't fight back and hurt someone. But we should take a stance to defend ourselves. We are God's creation. We are God's loved ones. Um, to sit there and continue and let someone abuse us, whether it verbally, whether it be physically, that, that's not appropriate. That's not right. And Jesus wants us to defend ourselves. If you have enemies, good. That means you have stood up for something sometime in your life. Too often we think that uh, I'm free of any conflict. Uh, I don't have any problems with anyone, so that means everything's right. Um, that's not probably the best place to be because we should have some conflict. There are people that are wrong and that are bad and that are, are need to have um, something against us for what we believe in. I wanted to read something quick. I'm not going to read it. All right, I will. help if it was the right book. Never mind. We'll move on. Courage is fire and bullying is smoke. Sins of commission, sins of omission. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him is sin. If we are watching an abuse take place, whether it be physically, whether it be online, and we see someone bashing someone else and we, and we don't say anything. Have we sinned? Well, we're not involved. I'm not, I'm not the one that's doing it. Um, so I'm not sinning. There are sins of commission when you actually pick up the cigarette and smoke, when you actually have sex with someone that you shouldn't, when you actually do things uh, have sex with someone you shouldn't. Anyone that you have sex with other than your wife is sex that you shouldn't. Um, but when you do things that you shouldn't, it's easy to define. The sins of omission, well, I, I should have helped that person that was homeless cross the street or the old lady cross the street, but I was busy. I, I should have stood up for the uh, victim. I should have said something when those girls were saying nasty things about the other girl but I let it go. Well, 
those are sins. A sin is a sin. And a sin of doing something is just as bad as a sin of not doing something when you should have. Keep that in mind. Um, uh, you need to be faithful in little things so you can be faithful in big things. I read a book uh, earlier this year, and I just want to read a quick passage from it. You know, I was thinking, who, who is the worst bully in history? And, and really, I think Satan is the worst bully in history. Hitler is not too far behind in the incredible abuse that he caused on um, Jews who had nothing, did nothing except be Jews. I lived in Germany during the Nazi Holocaust. I considered myself a Christian. We heard stories of what was happening to the Jews, but we tried to distance ourselves from it. Because what could anyone do to stop it? Just like you read, what, what, can, we, what can I do? A railroad track be, ran behind our small church, and each Sunday morning we could hear the whistle in the distance and the wheels coming off the tracks, coming over the tracks. We, came, we became disturbed when we heard the cries coming from the train as it passed by. We realized it was carrying Jews like cattle in the cars. Week after week, the whistle would blow. We dreaded to hear the sound of those wheels because we knew we would hear the cries of the Jews en route to a death camp. Their screams tormented us. We knew the time the train was coming, and when we heard the whistle blow, we began singing hymns. By the time the train came past our church, we were singing at the top of our voices. If we heard the screams, we sang more loudly, and soon we heard them no more. Years have passed and no one talks about it anymore. But I still hear the train whistle in my sleep. God forgive me. Forgive us all who called ourselves Christians, yet did nothing to intervene. Times will come for us when the oppression of this world, when society will say, Christians, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't preach, you can't teach, whatever will happen, the, the word you can't read it, whatever will happen, and we're going to need to make a stand. If we can't make a stand against someone bad-mouthing someone else and putting someone else down, if we can't take that stand now, how are we going to take a stand against real oppression when it comes? He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Advice for victims. Don't believe the lies. Victims, after hearing, after feeling the abuse, after hearing you're worthless, you're a loser, you're a dummy, after hearing it over and over, well, maybe I am a dummy. Maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe, I, maybe I'm good for nothing. It isn't true. Don't believe the lies that you hear. Work on the strengths and have confidence in yourself. Know that you are created in God's image. Know that He made you and loves you and that you have a potential for greatness, whatever it may be. And believe that and work towards that. Ask Him for wisdom and strength in that. Act confident. Hold your head up. Stand up straight. Make eye contact and walk confidently. A bully will be less likely to single you out if you project self-confidence. Real eyes, real eyes, real eyes.
real, did I say that right? Yeah. I can't say it wrong. If we see, don't, basically it's saying, don't believe the untruths that you hear about yourself. Realize that, that there are lies being perpetrated about you. When people hurt you over and over, think of them like sandpaper. They may scratch and hurt you a bit, but in the end, you end up polished and they end up useless. And this is a true statement and is a good statement to think if you're dealing with something that I am being buffeted, I am being persecuted, I'm going to come out stronger and that person is going to be diminished because they are treating me this way. Um, but really, in the moment, this is difficult to understand, and in the moment, we shouldn't accept. If you, if you take this attitude, bring it on, I'll, I'll keep taking the abuse. We shouldn't be abused. We shouldn't be accepting that abuse. If you feel you are being bullied and tormented in any way, share it with someone. Don't burden it yourself. Don't take it on alone. Yeah, you can say your prayers and thank uh, and ask God for help. That is the first and foremost thing you need to do. But a burden shared is a burden that is cut in half. And your parents want to be there for you. Your loved ones, your friends, your true friends want to be there for you. Don't bear it alone. Um, before we go into the Good Summer, I think I want to watch this video. All right, maybe not.
Quite the moving example of what we're talking about. 
time. I'm quickly running out. Good Samaritan is an excellent example who took a risk and had showed courage for someone who was his enemy. Um, when I did this in the, uh, for the adults, people spoke to me afterwards. One mother, sister, said to me that she lives with regret. She goes, went to a, a one-room schoolhouse and witnessed a, a student bullying another student and never did anything. This is 30, 40 years ago, and she still feels sorry and bad for having not done anything to stop it and has now taught her daughter, and her daughter has stood up against those who are bullying and doing uh, things like that. We can find excuses. Excuses flow out of us quite easily for many things. But if there were, we're forgiven an excuse why we don't do something, then that means we, in our hearts, we know we should have done something. Um, let, let's act out on the love that we can have for others and the lives that we can change. Let's just read another. Frank Peretti was a... a a great author. When he was young, he had this disfigurement and he was extremely, extremely bullied. I told, I told you that I never forgot the names and faces of those who hurt me. And he had lots of them. There's one other name and one other face I will remember for all my life. But for the opposite reason. I won't give you his full name, but his first name was John. It was a classic situation, commonplace and sadly predictable. I was a pitiful creature in my gym class, and some character with a truckload of dysfunction in his life came after me. Well, John happened to be there, and he stepped in. He had a size advantage. He was strong, and he was quite persuasive. With an assertive presence and a calm voice, he convinced Mr. Dysfunction that there were better things to do and better places to be, and Mr. D bought his argument. I didn't recall that Mr. D ever bothered me again. More than 30 years later, I still remember John. And I pray for him whenever I think of that moment. He came between me and harm. He stood on that wall. I think he's the only one who ever did. We have opportunities to touch people's lives and just showing them love and showing them kindness and being good to those around us. Don't just be nice, be good. It, it will take an effort on our part, yes. Will it take a risk on our part of perhaps being bullied ourselves, perhaps standing out in a crowd? Yes. But the benefits can be immense. People's lives have been saved. People who would have gone home and committed suicide have been redeemed by one person offering a kind word, offering a helping hand, being a friend. Is it always easy? No, it's not easy. That's what kind of makes it good. Being a friend to someone who no one else is friends with, well, no one else is friends with that person because they're awkward, because they're nerdy, because they're different. Uh, it's going to take something on our part that we don't typically want to give. We are selfish in our nature. 
We want to be with people that are like us, that are, uh, lift us up, that make us feel good. But how much more so, if we make others feel good, can we feel good and know that we are doing the right thing? I read this last night. This is kind of not bully-relating, but I thought it was good. Two boys walked down a road that led through a field. The younger of the two noticed a man toiling in the fields of his farm, his good clothes stacked nearly off to the side. The boy looked at his other, older friend and said, let's hide his shoes so when he comes from the field, he won't be able to find them. His expression will be priceless. The boy laughed. The older of the two boys thought for a moment and said, the man looks poor. See his clothes? Let's do this instead. Let's hide a silver dollar in each shoe and then we'll hide in these bushes and see how he reacts to that instead. The younger companion agreed to the plan and they placed a silver dollar in each shoe and hid behind the bushes. It wasn't long before the farmer came in from the field, tired and worn. He reached down and pulled on a shoe, immediately feeling the money under his foot. With the coin now between his fingers, he looked around to see if he could have, see who could have put it in a shoe, but no one was there. He held the dollar in his hand and stared at it in disbelief. Confused, he slid his other foot in his other shoe and felt the second coin. This time the man was overwhelmed when he removed the second silver dollar from his shoe. Thinking he was alone, he dropped to his knees and offered a verbal prayer that the boys could easily hear from their hiding place. They heard the poor farmer cry tears of relief and gratitude. He spoke of his sick wife and his boys in need of food. He expressed gratitude for this unexpected bounty from unknown hands. After a time, the boys came out of their hiding place and slowly started their long walk home. They felt good inside, warm, changed somehow, knowing the good they had done to a poor farmer in dire straits. A smile crept across their souls. A smile crept across their souls. We seek to do things that are convenient or pleasing to ourselves and a smile will not creep across your soul when you do that. When you live in such a way that you see the needs of others and you desire to fill those needs, a smile will creep across your soul. Defend those that are weak. Stand up for those that are unable to stand up for themselves. And a smile will creep across your soul. I have a few more slides. I'm not going to go through them. I'd like to open up if anyone would like to share an experience, a positive or negative experience. If you have no one to turn to, I would love to pray for you. I would love to pray with you. I would like to get your email and encourage you, whatever the case may be. Um, but anyone have a, a comment or something to share? That's fine. It's uh, 11.30, 5. I think we're supposed to end at now, 11.30 or 11.40. I'll let you go. No one else? No one? Someone? Hand? Thought? 
lift each other up, encourage each other, strengthen each other, and uh, be a blessing to each other. Thanks for listening.